so about uh, two years ago, um, I got a new car. Uh, I got a Jeep. Uh, the car I had before the Jeep was a Volkswagen, and I had that one only for uh, not even a year. Um, I got in an accident. I got totaled, actually. I was down on uh, here on Broadway, just further east. So I decided to get uh, a Jeep. And I had that about a month. Um, and I noticed I was on the highway one day. It was probably the first time I was kind of really moving fast in a prolonged way on a highway. And I was noticing that the, uh, the steering wheel was kind of pulling uh, to the right. Like I could, I could feel it, and uh, which was then leading the car to sort of gradually move toward the, the, the next lane to our right. And it was subtle. Um, it wasn't like it was shooting across the lane, but I could feel it. I could feel it in the steering wheel. Uh, so I kind of had to hold it. I had to hold it to keep it from drifting off to the right. I'm like, what is this? A car is not even a month old, and I got steering issues. So I uh, brought it to my mechanic, and uh, before he even looked at it, he started asking me a couple of questions. Um, first one was, did I recently go over a pothole? Or maybe, you know, run into a, drive into a curb? And I said, yeah, I did actually. I hit a huge pothole maybe a week before. Uh, I was on uh, Lido, and a uh, car swerved into my, you know, in, uh, yeah, kind of cut into my lane, which forced me to have to go into the next lane, and I drove into this monster pothole. Um, anyway, mechanic goes, well, that's it. <laughs> that's, you know, case closed. That's what's going on. That's why the tires are pulling to the right. Um, your alignment is off. He said, it's that simple, really. Um, because of the pothole, there's now this tendency for the car to veer off course. You know, what's true for the car, or for the car's alignment, I think is true for the human soul. Same thing happens to us because of the first pothole. The first pothole that has impacted all of us we call it original sin. The first sin. Yeah, we all know the story, creation story, Adam and Eve. Don't take from that tree. And they do. Think about it. It's kind of impossible for us to stay on course in the course of our lives. We're misaligned. Like we just are. We just get it wrong, don't we? Hopefully not all the time, hopefully not even most of the time, but without question, some of the time, more than once in a while. We just go off course. We all veer off. You know, there's a technical, theological word for what I'm talking about kind of an old-fashioned church word. It's called concupiscence. It's our tendency to sin. 
it's our tendency as people to veer off course. A couple of months ago, I was at uh, my dermatologist, and he was uh, giving me grief about having too much sun. He said, your Irish skin is catching way too much sun, and you need to start protecting yourself, which I know I need to. I mean, I, my mother's been telling me that forever, and I need to. But he was pretty serious. He said to me, hey, do you ever have a really serious uh, sunburn? as a kid, like a severe burn. I was like, yeah, actually I had a, a few of them. And he said, well, that was a long time ago and it looks like it completely healed, right? I was like, yeah, I mean, it's all long gone. You know, the, 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 the scab and the peeling skin and the burn. But he said, yeah, it's not really all gone. You don't see it anymore. But he said, you damaged your skin. Every time we get a really severe burn, like you're damaging the skin, and it makes you more vulnerable to cancer. It's kind of like this original sin thing. We're all kind of damaged. Spiritually, morally, we're inclined to be sinful. Hey, it doesn't mean we're incapable of greatness, holiness, virtue. Look at the saints. I mean, look at the people in your life that you love. You see greatness in them. You love them. Hopefully you see holiness in them. So it's, I'm not saying this uh, concupiscence thing, this original sin thing, it makes it sort of like it's inevitable that we're going to be rotten people. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we got this instinct for it. All those people that are great and that we do love, yeah, they, they're that. But they're also sinners, aren't they? Of course they are. Of course we all are. You remember the movie, um, the movie Seven? It's a very interesting movie. Uh, Mid-90s it came out, uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. They play these two detectives and they're searching for this serial killer who's terrorizing this city. Kevin Spacey plays the serial killer. And it's a really creepy, dark, violent movie. Um, too graphic. You almost feel like it's disturbing. But it's also a pretty good movie. And it's, you know, on a lot of levels, I think it's well done. Acting is great. The ending is unbelievable. I won't mention it to you, but it's a, you can't believe the ending of this movie. Anyway, these two guys, these two detectives, Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad Pitt, they're searching for this killer. And they eventually realize there's this pattern. He's killing, there's a pattern to his killings. He's killing bad people. People who've lived sinful lives. Now this guy's a nut. He's a killer, so he's the worst of them all. But he singles out these people who really are not good. Each, each of these people that he murders has committed a, a particular sin. So he decides this psycho that he's going to kill them. Anyway, they're all, they've each committed one of the seven deadly sins. 
That's why they call the movie Seven. The Seven Deadly Sins. Like, they go way back. They're actually a very Catholic principle. It's in the Catechism. It goes way back, like hundreds of years. And it's real simple. It says this, that there are these seven sins which can absolutely ruin people. They're not the only seven, but they're like the biggest. And we're all susceptible to them. Nobody's immune. There is no vaccine against these seven sins, ultimately. You may remember them, you know. It certainly would have been taught more explicitly in the old days. Pride, anger, greed, envy, sloth, gluttony, lust. Well, think about it. How real are those sins? Who is not? Who does not have their fingerprints probably on all of those sins at different times in our lives? Hey, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm struggling with these two way more than the other, the other five. But another point in my life, this particular one, which used to not be an issue, now it's like, man, I can't get past this thing. Anyway, when the movie came out, I remember reading this article. It was a church article, and it was kind of a review of the movie. But then it made this point. He said, one of the good things about this film is it's got people talking about sin. <laughs> like, lots of people, certainly young people, when the movie came out, they were like, they never heard of the seven deadly sins. Like, the church got away at a certain point from kind of talking about sin. You know, my mom... She was born in the 1930s. She was raised in the old church. I was born in the 1960s. So I was raised in the new church. Well, the old church, I'm told, all they ever really talked about was sin. It was all about sin. The new church, which is the one that I grew up in, and lots of you, most of you, all we ever really talked about was love, like God's love. Pretty much no talk about sin, like kind of opposite, old and new, very much emphasis, emphasizing different things. Which one was right? Which one is, you know, most true? They're both right. They're both true. It's crazy to only talk about one and not the other. On both ends, both the old church had its limitations and the new church had its limitations. It shouldn't be either or. It's either a, a sin religion or a love religion. It's actually got to be both. It's both and. Because they're both true. Sin is real. And so is God's love. Like, to deny one is ridiculous. Believe in both. God is love. And we're from God. So that means, like, this love thing is really important. We can't live without it. It's a part of our DNA. But we're also misaligned. 
we do go off course. I mean, let's, let's just real quick, let's revisit those seven deadly sins again. Pride. They say that's the worst. Pride, like arrogance. Like, I just think I'm kind of the center of the universe, and I don't really need anything. And all that I've got, all the success, everything I've attained, it's because of me. Opposite of that is like total humility. It's like, pfft, no, it's, it's not because of me. Yeah, I may have a great job and I got a lot of money because of it, but where did I get that work ethic? Where did I get the brains to have great ideas? Well, at the end of the day, it kind of comes from God. So when we forget that, we're really arrogant. We're really full of ourselves. We're really proud. Anger. Man, who doesn't let anger once in a while, like, ruin the day? You blow a gasket and you're saying things. Things are coming out of your mouth at another person and you're like, you, you can't even believe you're saying it. Because you're so sort of blinded by wrath and by anger. Sloth. <laughs> it's kind of like a weird word. Just, just a big load. <laughs> just a lazy lump who's got like no passion, no zeal, they're committed to nothing. All they do is binge watch TV series. They just, they're just couch potatoes. They kind of believe in nothing. And there's a couple that are kind of connected to that. Gluttony, I mean, when we let food or drink, pleasure just sort of like be the rule of the day. So I'm just, just, it's like too much. I'm doing too much of all of this stuff. In and of themselves, they're not bad things, but I go crazy. Man, lust. That's probably the toughest one. I mean, who's not impacted by that, especially in this sort of distorted culture that we live in? Envy. It's like I can't stand this person because they have a better life than I've got. They just... They got more of the goods. Things seem to go their way, way faster, way more often than they do for me. And I don't, I just can't stand him or her because of it. And when they succeed, I hate it. I can't even remotely celebrate their success because I'm so stinking envious of them. Greed. That's today's gospel, right? This guy that Jesus ultimately calls a fool. The guy's done really well. He's got a lot of stuff. He's got so much stuff, he's like, I gotta build a bigger barn. Cause I got, well, I, was, I want more stuff, I want more toys. So he's just building all this stuff. And Jesus is like, you fool, you dropped dead tonight, you know what? You're not taking that with you. And you're committing way too much of your heart towards stuff. Fool. There's no way that there's no sin. I mean, these are deadly sins. We're kidding ourselves if we think there is no, really isn't sin. Of course there's sin. We are sinful people. I was out, I think about a week and a half ago with this friend of mine. He's got a boat. We were on a, out east. Just for a couple hours, about five hours. It's last week, uh, yeah, I guess it was last week when it was really hot, very hot. And he's got one of those uh, Yeti coolers. You've seen them, I'm sure lots of you have. 
this thing is unbelievable. I've, I've only, prior to this, I, I've only kind of seen them from a distance. It's insane. Like, we filled it with uh, beer and, um, you know, uh, water and I guess some, some uh, Gatorades. We put, dumped ice in this thing. Five hours later, this stuff was as cold as it was when we put them in. Like, nothing melted. Like, this is incredible, these coolers. I was like, I gotta get one. I want one of these things. And he was like, yeah, well, you know what this thing cost? It was 400 bucks. I'm like, it's a cooler, $400. I was like, yeah, but I want one. You know, I got a dog and we're in the car and sometimes we you know, it's a long trip. So I, got, I can have water for her. So I went online and I'm kind of searching around. I was like, there's no way I can spend that kind of money for a... And I saw this article and it was uh, like Yeti versus uh, competitors or something like that. So they had like eight other similar coolers. Not quite Yeti, but really close. And they study them and it's ridiculous. It's like, but I'm sitting there reading the article. And they're way cheaper, like almost half the price. And I'm looking at this one and I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, but I want the Yeti. Like, the Yeti's the cool one. I'm like, man, hey, are you sitting on a Yeti over there? Listen, I'm not saying if you have a Yeti, like, who, good for you. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you got a Yeti. I'm just saying, like, there's no way I need one. There's no way I need one. But I kind of want the Cadillac. Why can't I get this second or third level one, which will totally do the trick? You know, but I'm too caught up in having the best, having the nicest. Man, I could take the 150 bucks that I saved and like do something really noble with that. Or I could just get what I want. It's like these potholes. It's these sins, these deadly sins that just trip us up. And we are fools if we think they're not real. And you know what? It's easy to be that way because the church for the last 50 years hasn't really talked enough about it. So people are kind of ignorant. They just kind of don't really know. And we're living in a culture, I think, which showed us, you know, we never, t we never own our screw up. Everything's victim stuff. It's always some, somebody else's fault. How about like, no, no, I was just a, a moron. I was just really selfish in this moment and I acted on impulse. So it's all me. Doesn't mean I'm a terrible person, but I screwed up. I committed a sin. Like that's freeing. Because if we don't acknowledge it, we continue to be paralyzed and imprisoned by it. We call it something else. And I keep blowing up my life. I keep screwing things up. Instead of kind of exposing that which knocks me off course. So what's your pothole? <laughs> what throws you off? Pride, anger, sloth, gluttony, lust, envy, greed, all of the above maybe in some cases at certain times. What's your pothole? How about this? What's your, what's your spouse's pothole? <laughs> Could cause a wicked fight tonight. 
you know, what's your boy or girlfriend's pothole? What's your best friend's pothole? You know, if you really know them, then you know the pothole. You know where they go off track. Probably good for us to know that. Maybe we can lead them from it, or certainly not lead them toward it. But you know, way more important than them is us. What is our pothole? They're deadly. So why do you go to church? When so many don't, why do we go to church? Well, there's a thousand reasons. Here's one for tonight. I go to church because it's the place where I get my wheels aligned. <laughs>